Welcome to Rich Insight into the Word of God. This is Richard Billingsley, and today I'm going to share with you an experience into the Trinity of God unlike anything you ever heard before. And you're going to learn just how important the Trinity is to those who love God. You can find reference material for this and other teachings on our website at richinsight.org. Have you ever listened to someone attempting to explain the Trinity? How God can be three different personages, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet He's still one God? Most of the examples you have heard probably include some kind of physical object, such as a tree which has three parts, the roots, the trunk, and the branches, and yet it's still one tree. Or maybe the mirrors in a car, which shows us three different perspectives of the same person standing behind us. Did any of these explanations really answer your question about what the Trinity really is? All of these examples attempt to give us understanding about the Trinity, but they never reveal the true glory of the Trinity. Today, I'm going to share with you my own experience of the Trinity, and it is unlike anything you've ever heard before. The triunity of God was hidden in the Old Testament and revealed in the New Testament and it has perplexed man since then as he has struggled to understand and explain the Trinity. How can one God exist as three different persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet still be one God? The reason for this confusion comes because the fall of man broke man's connection to the spiritual realm, and his carnal, fallen nature has limited him to physical examples of something that can only be understood through the Spirit. God is a spirit, and the Trinity can only be understood through a personal, spiritual experience with God himself. For me, that experience began at 12 years of age when God took me through the rapture. I don't have the time to go into that in this teaching, but for those who are not familiar with my ministry, my personal testimony, and my visits to heaven, please visit our website at richinsight.org and read the book, Tell Them to Prepare the Final Restoration. When I was 12, the Lord took me through the rapture in a very real experience that left both a physical and spiritual impact on my life. In the physical, I could see into the spiritual realm, and in the spirit, I was able to visit heaven whenever I desired. It was a calling that God placed upon my life to prepare me for this appointed time when he would release me to share what he has revealed through these events to lift the veil of the final restoration and prepare the bride for its day of glory in the rapture. That time has finally come, and I can now share those experiences with you and wanted to tell you about one of my visits to heaven where I had a very intimate encounter with God, the Trinity, and reveal just how important that experience is to your future and understanding the Trinity of God. To begin with, the Trinity of God is not just the existence of God. It is an experience of God. And by the time I am done, I hope you will understand why I say this. Like many of my visits to heaven, this lesson started in the throne room, being taught by the Father. He was teaching me about His nature and how He is always expanding. His desire is for us to grow, and the family is an important part of that growth. He showed me that even in heaven, families are a very important part to his plan. And this perplexed me because it reminded me of a scripture. In Luke 20:34, Jesus said, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection of the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels 
and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. The reason I asked about this is because there is a belief in the church that this verse teaches that there will be no unions in heaven, but everyone will essentially be like angels and we will have no family structure which would create an environment of stagnation and limitation. What God was teaching me was the opposite of that belief, and it did not make sense that this is what Jesus meant when he made that comment. The Father started by saying that the institution of marriage was originally established on the earth because of sin and the fallen state of man. Marriage not only shows man the boundaries of such relationships, but was God's way of teaching us about his nature and how we should live here on earth. The origin of marriage actually comes from the triunity of God. Just as there is one Father, one Son, and one Holy Spirit, who are all one Spirit, so also man should understand that they were designed to live as one man, one woman, and brought together by one Spirit of God. God's plan from the beginning was to build the family structure, where the Holy Spirit would bring man and the woman together and become one flesh. Because of man's fallen state, a wall was created, and it was not possible for the Spirit of God to lead man according to his desire and bring each man and woman together. In his plan, each man and woman would know within themselves, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, who their perfect mate would be, and they would come together by the Holy Spirit and create a perfect union that would have no conflict, no deception, no cheating, no adultery, no divorce, and no separation, because the man and the woman and the Spirit would be in perfect harmony with each other as they each balance and complemented each other, and there would be no need for marriage. The depths of this understanding go far beyond what I can put into words, as this wisdom goes deep into the nature of God. But because of man's fallen state, it became necessary to establish the institution of marriage to show the boundaries in an attempt to limit the sinful nature of man and woman, who by themselves could never come into this unity without the Holy Spirit. Father God continued by saying that through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that unity is once again possible, but it is still not fully understood and many of his children are still too carnal to be led by the Holy Spirit in this way. But we can come into this unity through an intimate personal relationship with Jesus. And for those who come into an intimate personal relationship with Jesus, they will be found worthy to be glorified through the rapture, and in that there awaits a very special gift. At that point, I was given a vision of a glorified man and woman sitting across from each other. As I watched, I saw their spirits leave their bodies and come together. And then the Holy Spirit descended from above, and the three became united as one spirit. The Father said, This is my wedding gift to the Bride of Christ, to enjoy the Trinity of my family. After the vision, I then experienced what I had just watched, as I was joined and the Holy Spirit descended upon us. The experience was utterly amazing. I found myself thinking the thoughts of the others. In the Trinity, I not only had my own thoughts, but I knew the thoughts of the others, and they knew my thoughts. But this wasn't the three people carrying on a conversation. I was experiencing everything that was related to each of those thoughts. The images, the emotions, the desires, the hope, and the love that was part of those experiences. I was completely involved and a part of those thoughts. 
But at the same time, I also had private thoughts that I could keep to myself or share. This explains how Jesus can be one with the Father, but at the same time, only the Father knows the time of his coming. The next thing I noticed was that all three of us were thinking together as one. We thought with a single mind as one. We understood as one. We communed as one. And as one, we experienced an emotional flood of euphoria, ecstasy, and intimacy between us that is unlike anything here on earth. Sex is the closest comparison, but even that is nothing compared to what I experienced. You can find a simple diagram of this experience on our website at richinsight.org. When one sees the Trinity in the Spirit, there is no observable part that is isolated to itself. It is seen as one Spirit, and when the three separate, they are still connected through the Spirit, but the experience of the Trinity ends. There is nothing on this earth that can fully explain or compare the experience of the Trinity, as it is something that can only be experienced in the Spirit. The closest thing that we have here on earth is the act of marriage, and that is why the sanctity of marriage is so important to God. Jesus is a man, but the Father God is neither a man nor a woman, but as God he expresses in his nature the fullness of both male and female, and created us as male and female, so that the union of man and woman with the Holy Spirit would create a singleness that reflects the nature of God. To those who don't know God, this is foolishness and doesn't make any sense because it requires one who is born of the Spirit of God. This is why Satan works so hard to destroy the family and the institution of marriage. Other spirits like fallen angels and demons cannot come into Trinity because the Holy Spirit must always be a part of that union. Even if other spirits came together, nothing would happen because the Holy Spirit is not involved. The Holy Spirit is the source, the power, and the catalyst that makes everything work. Without Him, nothing happens. No union, no sharing, no linking of the minds. Just two spirits occupying the same space at the same time as two individuals. Not even a demonic possession comes close, as there is no sharing, and it is the demonic spirit who is forcing its will on the individual. Satan hates the Trinity because he can't duplicate it, and he hates mankind because they have the potential to be part of the Trinity. That is why Satan is obsessed with sex and why he seeks to pervert the union of marriage through adultery, fornication, and homosexuality, because it destroys the lives of countless souls. Satan destroys marriages by adding others through adultery, which creates an imbalance or causing individuals to be drawn together by their own lusts, or by introducing homosexuality as two of the same creates a disharmony that does not balance or complement the other. He plants a thought in someone's mind, and if he can get them to meditate on that thought, he can begin to twist their minds and alter their perception of reality until the perversion manifests. All of these things create an imbalance in the soul that introduces a corruption in those involved and that eventually leads to the destruction of the soul. I have seen and learned many amazing things through my visits to heaven, and these experiences have transformed my understanding of the nature of God, the Trinity, His Word, and how I look at things on earth. The only thing that is of primary importance is to love God and to obey His commandments. And we do that by developing an intimate relationship with Jesus and following his example of how we should live here on earth. 
This experience of the Trinity destroyed the myth I had that there would be no unions in heaven. We will not be given in marriage, but we will know and be united with someone perfect for us. For those who are matched here on the earth by the Holy Spirit, they will stay together. But don't use that as an excuse either, as all of us is impacted by the negative forces here on the earth, and that puts a strain on all relationships. Just because you think you're not perfect for each other doesn't mean you're right. In the perfect harmony of heaven, you may be perfect for each other. There is a great deal that needs to be revealed here, but most people would not be able to understand it. What is important is that you bring your relationship into harmony with the Holy Spirit, and He will work out the rest. Now, for those who have not yet found a union here, they will find one there, and there will be no animosity or jealousy, as all those things will be burned up at the judgment of the bride. In other words, don't be anxious to get married here, but rather focus on your relationship with Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to bring the right person for you. Once we are all glorified, we will come into Trinity, and in the Trinity, we will find the gift of procreation as well. Not through a physical act of sex, as here on the earth, but through the Spirit, just as God does it, by creating a new soul. Oh, wow! Did I just blow your mind? This shouldn't surprise you. Stop and think about it for a minute. What did the Scriptures mean when it said that we would be just like Christ? who is in the exact image of the Father God, who is part of the Trinity, and God is the creator of all things. How can God, whose very nature is love, who created mankind with the ability and desire to procreate, who will one day glorify us in the rapture so that we will be just like Jesus and be closer to Him than any other of His creations, and then suddenly forbid those from the pleasure and joy of having offspring? It doesn't make sense that he would do that. Why do you think God used the example of a marriage as part of the union with Jesus? Being caught up in the rapture is much more than simply being made immortal like Jesus. God is going to use the rest of eternity to display his glory through those whom he has glorified. And there is so much more that is involved with this, but we don't have the time to go into it right now. This is why those who are glorified must be in love with Jesus, because they will be given the greatest gift of all to be just like Him, and that includes His creative power. Those who say they are Christians but do not seek an intimate relationship with Jesus, but rather focus their lives on chasing carnal earthly lusts, are deceiving themselves as they are going to wake up one day and discover they were left behind. Allowing someone like this into the kingdom of heaven would be like God giving his creative power to Satan. It isn't going to happen. The church must throw off these physical earthbound limitations, the sin consciousness that we have placed on ourselves. We must see ourselves as God sees us, as the righteousness of God. We are no longer sinners saved by grace. We have died to sin and are now sons and daughters of the Most High God with his power and authority. Jesus spent his entire ministry here on earth teaching people how to see themselves through the Spirit and power of God. This is why the Lord gave me unlimited access into heaven, so that I would experience the unlimited realities of heaven in my own life, and then sent me to prepare you for the day of your glorification and marriage to Jesus. He wants you to know what is in your future with Him, so that your heart's desire and love will be focused on Him and not on the troubles this world is going through. The highest desire of God is to have a family that He can love, who can be just like Him, to commune with Him and have His creative power. 
All of these things are in the scriptures, but Satan has used religion to twist the scriptures and traditions of men to hide the truth of these things from us so that we will always see ourselves as second-class citizens separated from God. Don't think this is some kind of New Age rubbish either, because that belief is self-centered and completely removes God and the ways of God from the picture. Those who love God are going to pursue the ways of God, because the love of God has the laws of God embedded within them, and those who love God have the natural desire to pursue the ways of God, where there is no condemnation when we sin, and the love of God covers us with the righteousness of Christ. If someone thinks they have the love of God, but ignores the ways of God, they don't have the love of God in them either, and will be cast out and found unworthy of the rapture and all of these blessings. As this age draws to its conclusion, the enemies of God, Satan, and those who follow after the ways of this world are even now being drawn into intense pressure and torment by the things that are happening around them. They don't even realize what is happening to them, but they are unable to think clearly or rationally and will consider ideas and beliefs that common sense would call insane as rational and enlightened. Be aware of these people, but don't be drawn in to what they teach. They will be full of bitterness and hate towards anything and anyone that does not agree with their view of the world. These people will never enter into the kingdom of God. Avoid them as much as possible, and instead saturate yourself in the love of God, and share that love with everyone around you. Those of this world will not understand why you are doing this, but pray always that the love of God would touch their lives and rescue them from the trap that they are in. God is not willing that any should perish, but he created man with a free will, and he leaves that decision up to you. He wants you as close to him as his own breath. And if we will seek and come into a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus and develop that relationship, we will one day find ourselves glorified just like him. The bride of Christ joined to him as he gives life. All you have to do is to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and declare that Jesus is your Lord and you will be saved. Then seek to develop that personal, intimate relationship with Him through spending time with Him in prayer and studying the Bible. Because you love the Lord, your heart will be given to obey His Word, and the Holy Spirit will lead you and bring you into all truth. There is so much more that I have to share with you, but we are out of time. To discover more teachings like this, please visit our website, richinsight.org. If this message has helped you or blessed you, please ask the Lord if you should give a love gift in support of this ministry. You can give online by visiting our website, richinsight.org, and clicking on the online giving tab. Or send your gifts to Rich Insight Ministries, P.O. Box 701, Hazlitt, Texas, 76052. Thank you for listening. This is Richard Billingsley. Live in God's love.